Foul Territory is presented by Gizzard Gary Productions. It is recorded from my weekly YouTube program, which is live-streamed every Friday at 9 p.m. Central. It is a firearm and 2A-related panel discussion, where I and my panel discuss current news and events, along with audience interaction, casual conversation, and friendly banter. What will you learn today? And now, ladies and gentlemen, Foul Territory. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to Foul Territory number, is it 234? I am your host, Good Lizard evening, Larry. everyone. Welcome to Foul Territory number 234. I'm your host, Lizard Larry. There's an echo in here. Can you hear it? There's Let me adjust something. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? Three, two, one. There I go. I'm smaller. Okay. So it is Friday, September the 29th. 2023 so welcome one and all to the show so uh let's see who we've got out there this evening and looks like the first one out there is gun websites g webs is out there kingpin is in the audience r tech and daughters is out there as is she fires uh gunpowder beauty who also fires is out there uh, Mike White 2A Advocacy is out there. Plain Nut 767, Rick Harris is in the audience. Chessboard is with us. Travis T. Uh, Hillbilly Up out there and in here. Still looking, still looking, still looking. Uh, Dale Pogue is in the audience. Bernie Sanchez out on the Facebook side. Ozzy Orsborne barking at the moon is out there. And Duffer426 is in the audience. We have 12 people. Seems like I read more than 12 names. Some of them may have already left, but hey. <laughs> I would have left too, as late as you are. I'm always late. Come on, man. So, uh, of course, I have, as always, my uh, panel. So, uh, let's meet the panel this evening. On my right, first one in. Comes to us from the state of Michigan. He is, of course, the fine bovine himself, two live moo. Hey, Gary. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Yeah. So uh, let's go clockwise around the panel. Uh, down on the bottom row, obviously on the road again. He is, of course, my neighbor normally to the south, but right now he's more east than he is south. He's on his way driving to an undisclosed location, which is top secret. But let's welcome... The pride of Chelsea, Oklahoma, the gun snob. Yo. I, I don't think I've ever been to South Carolina before right now. I just crossed the border. I don't know that I have. I may have when I was a kid, but I don't remember it if I did. Oh, you're going to PSA? Uh, no. Nah, nah. mm. I'm going so, to SPA? No, nah, I don't know where I'm going. Something like that. 
We have an anniversary member for 11 months to live Moo. There it says, have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Moo. Thanks for your support. Look at that. Look at that. He's hung around. (laughs) I thought for his anniversary, Jackie just dropped the F-bomb. I haven't had to contribute to the swear jar in a long, long time. Yeah, swear jar is empty. You haven't been on the damn show in a long time. (laughs) That's true. Well, Exhibit A. <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you for being here, Snob. Blitz is out there in the audience. Good evening, Blitz. And uh, one lone panelist yet to introduce, and he is my neighbor to the east from the Show Me State, from the state of Missouri. And he is the host Missouri. of the... Guns, Beer, and Therapy Saturday Night Podcast. Let's welcome your friend and mine, he Billy. <laughs> man, thank you, Gary. I sure appreciate that. Oh, man. Uh, two Live Moon. I really liked your rap music back in the 80s. I appreciate you putting all that out there for us. And well, you know, they, the dude just got uh, arrested for my murder. That's what so. I was going to say. Speaking of, <laughs> of rap. Did you see that uncle got arrested? Yep, yep. Who got arrested? I missed something. Orlando Anderson's uncle, the dude that popped Tupac. His uncle That's got arrested Mo- for the Tupac Mo- murder. Oh. 27 years later, they finally arrested somebody. I hadn't yeah. heard that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, the dude that did it got popped like, about a month later the dude they thought did it. Michael Dunn is out there. Travis T with a 14 month member anniversary. Thank you, Travis. And we have a question from Artek and Daughters. Gizzard Gary is snob going to IV 888 So it's not. It looks like he needs new shocks. Shocks on his truck by looking at that camera. Right, he's really yeah, top probably my arm. I don't have a. I don't have a phone. My phone mounts down low, where all you're going to see is my console. So I'm not going to hold it in my hand. Oh. <laughs> uh, Bernie says ten out of ten cows say to eat more chicken. True. That's probably that. true. That's probably true. I got those those billboards all around here too. It's hilarious. The Chick-fil-A ones, or the, uh, oh. yeah, Chick-fil-A. You need to get pictures of yourself in front of those and post them on, like, the Instagrams and stuff like that. I should. Too lazy. Too lazy. There was a life-size right. Bucky in Bucky's today when I was there, walking around. Oh, man, I should have took a picture of my new duck. I don't think I got a picture of it anywhere. I could have sent that in for Gorn. It's huge. It's huge. It's the greatest duck. Out of all ducks. And I know ducks. This is the greatest duck. My daughter daughter got in the the Jeep on Saturday night when I got there. And she says, what is that doing on your dash? And I looked at her and I said, what? It's Donald Duck. And she just kind of rolled her eyes and got out. 
You'll love it so when I get So did you say score whatever she did that? She said, she said well, you wouldn't. She said, does it have to be on my side of the Jeep? And I said, yes. And I said. <laughs> Next time she gets in there, turn it around and make it face her so it's staring at her. I said, don't give me any grief. I didn't buy it. One of my friends bought it for me. You can't buy your own ducks and put in your Jeep. That's the rules. And she said, <laughs> fine. She said, I'm going to buy you a Hillray duck and put up there. <laughs> okay. They don't make no Hillary Duck. I was gonna say they don't make Hillary Duck. She's uh, been duck, ducking the law for years. Yeah. Gunpowder Beauty says got the fur missiles in, and Phone decided that was a perfect moment for a freaking update. Two minutes after show was live, Phone restarted. So, whew, not too late for the party. Yeah, you're not too late, Chris Lang. Is out there. All right. So, uh, 19 people in the chat. So, uh, we know Snob is on the road. Let's see. If you look right back there behind me, those lights. Yeah. Somewhere there's OB and Sarge are both back there somewhere. I don't know. Oh, wave at them for me, will you? Yeah, I don't think it's the bright lights right behind me. I don't think that's Sarge, and I don't know where he is. That's right, he'll be whipping around everybody, passing everybody. You don't have to wave all five fingers. One is sufficient. But <laughs> Wait, Obi's driving? They're both driving. We're all three separate. Oh. So. That's good. I was, I was fortunate enough to have the hens come to my home state of Kansas this last week for TriggerCon 23. And uh, we all gathered in the fine city of Wichita, Kansas. Had a good time. I think everybody was really glad to be in Kansas. You could kind of tell that, you know, the freedom and everything going on here, everybody was into that. Yes, everybody Uh, was so thrilled with the beautiful sights to see. We did not have uh, we did not have Chicago style deep dish pizza, but we had a substitute which was Papa John's. <laughs> but oh, yeah, uh, I forgot you guys had Papa John's. I didn't have that shit. Oh yeah, you was too late for the Papa John's. I but uh, we made up for that. We made up for that the next night when we had. Believe it or not, we had French cuisine in Wichita. Well, we had French toast, and we had uh, French bread, and we also had French, <laughs> French fries. fries. Yeah. No, we went to a place called, believe it or not, it was called George's French Bistro. And no, my cat was not serving the food there. <laughs> but, uh, Your cat was the food. That wasn't Escargo. That was Georgetown. <laughs> yeah, George is fine. He's right up here. But... Uh, yeah, I tried escargot for the first time, and uh, it's actually so good. So did Clover. <laughs> yeah. No, Clover swears Clover up and down he's was. had it before. He just doesn't like it. Well, but I think a French place in Kansas might some might be called Pepe Le Pew or something. You know, that type no. of French. It's actually, the place had 4.9 out of 5 stars, and it was... It was real nice. Now, granted, it was in, I guess you'd call it a strip mall or something like that. In, it was in the freaking hood is where it was at. Was <laughs> it the, 
at the edge of the hood, maybe. <laughs> Back at the gas station. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what was going on in the corner, but a dude was wearing a white sheet on the corner, and it was a little sketchy in the neighborhood. We were well, there was a quick shop there on the corner. so A quick shop? There was a quick trip. Quick trip, whatever. Whatever. It's like the There's largest gas, gas station on the corner. Station chain around. Well, it is around right. here anyway, that's for sure. So... Uh, Bernie says, like why do French eat snails? Because they don't like fast food. But uh, <laughs> believe it or not, if you're ever afraid to try escargot, don't be afraid. It actually, I thought it tasted pretty good personally. So just, you really can't see it because they hide it inside of a mushroom and then they smother it with cheese and stuff. So just pretend you're eating a mushroom because you are you basically. Go. Oh, I like it. I, I've had it where I got to dig it out of the shell. And uh, no, yeah, I thought it had a good flavor. We had that, and we had these were for appetizers. We had three appetizers. One of them was poutine, and then we had I, poutine, calamari oh, yeah. strips, I believe. Oh yeah, and uh, this is all pretty good. And I think everybody except for one of us enjoyed their food that night. There was well, the calamari was great. Yeah, calamari, poutine. Yeah. Yeah, poutine. I'd never had poutine before. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Good stuff. So, and the best part about it is somebody picked up the tab on the whole table. So, gee, that's sweet. Yeah. It's yeah, better. better. <laughs> yep. That was fortunately about the highlight of our meals that weekend. Uh, Saturday nights wasn't so great. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, interesting weekend. Um, Friday at the show was basically media for the first hour or two, and then they let the public in for like three or four hours or something. Wasn't a big turnout. You know, Friday afternoon, most people were working Saturday was the big day of the show, and there was pretty good turnout for that, I'd say. And uh, Sunday at the range, well, when I got back from the range, I think when I got to the parking lot at the casino, they were still had three more buses to take out there. So they had quite a few people waiting to go to the range. So I think they had a pretty good turnout at range day. It is a lot more spread out and bigger range day than I figured they'd have. So, uh, yeah, had a good time. It was all over with before you knew it. But uh, so anyway, let's see. I'm missing some comments out there. Rick says, I believe I will pass on escargot. Travis T says, snails I'll pass, but calamari I'm in. Bernie says, snails are the oyster of the land. Chessboard says, fries and gravy. Yum, yum. Oh, yeah. Now, Chris says, good mushrooms will turn you into escargot. Uh, Snob is back. Uh, Jacob. Jacob S. is out there. Uh, Michael Dunn says, I had real good oysters in Washington a few years back when I was visiting. Let me go ahead and turn my banner on. 
because we do have a giveaway going on out there. Jacob reminded me. So that hashtag is uh, hashtag FT234. And we'll have a giveaway oh, around the top of the hour or so. Uh, Chad says, in for another quick hello. Hope you all have a good weekend. Uh, Hillbilly says, some people die trying to eat Ozark Mountain oysters. The bull kicks. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful about being kicked. I think Snob can tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, my thumb's still sore. Bernie says, I guess if you like eating bugs. Well, there wasn't quite bugs, but close to bugs. <laughs> well, any, anything slower or dumber than me is on my menu. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say, I was really kind of hesitant to try it because I'm just a, you yeah. know, a regular old hillbilly from Oklahoma. Me but too. It's actually pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah, it did not suck. I mean, I kind of... So I'll try anything once. I kind of draw the line. As long as it's dead and cooked, I'll try it. I didn't see it moving around on the plate. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, my steak still moved every time I cut it. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, mine too. You were, you were like raised right. Steak medium rare. It was... It was... Uh, <laughs> Blue? It was still breathing. The probably about a quarter of an inch of the leading edge was cooked, and that was it. The rest of that steak was pink. Oh my goodness! There's no way I could eat that. Yes, I mean it is still have meat in it, but I still ate it. Yeah, it sliced real thin, but (laughs) did it still have whip marks on it where the jockey was hitting it? (laughs) Evidently, only cooked it on the one side, and not very long at that. So, (laughs) but. uh, did you just say what I think you said, Moo? It was not a horse steak. I don't think. Prove it. <laughs> don't know that. Don't know that. I've never had a horse that I know of. It seemed well, like it was cow. McDonald's, haven't you? <laughs> I'd eat it. I don't Chris says put enough hot sauce on anything and it's edible. <laughs> uh, Michael that Dunn is- says this food talk making me even... Even more hungry to food, I think. Yeah, that's what he meant. Okay. I said horse, not with a W in the front of it. Oh. Just to clarify. Yes, that's important. (laughs) Well, both of them are the same thing that Chris Long said. I mean, they're similarly spelled, but. And they both have have whip marks on them. Wow. (laughs) There goes your show, Gizzard. Yeah, and we'd like to thank Two Live Moo for joining us tonight. <laughs> it's Moopak from the dead. Moopak. <laughs> Moopak. Uh, Baron SVG is out there. Did someone mention hot sauce? Yeah, I do believe it got mentioned. Oh, Baron. Haven't seen, seen Baron, Baron on here in a while. Cool. Yeah. He used to be on the overnight a while, but I think his job got in the way. So, uh, I've seen him pop what do people in. People have these job things. We need to get rid yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, jobs are highly overrated. I gave it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he, farm like snob does. It's easy work. It's much more fun to just take a nap in the afternoon when you get a little bit 
behind on your sleep, just go lay down. Anytime yeah, you want to. I mean, I totally missed my turn. Eh. Stupid Apple Maps. I don't know why I'm using Apple Maps. I never use Apple Maps. Snob's going to end up the Atlantic Ocean here pretty soon. <laughs> you going east? South? Um, I'm going over a curb right now. Going over a curb? Oh, well. You're in Vegas. Yeah, because okay. there's no way to exit there, but I just made an exit. <laughs> you know, I've been using Waze app lately, last couple of months. Well, I just tell, downloaded you know, people, that on the way here. Yeah, they chimed in where there's, there's cops and there's, you know, a car on the side of the road. I did one where uh, semi blew a retread out and the retread was all over the road and I ran into one. I was waiting for my muffler to fall off. But, uh, yeah, but it's it, that comes in handy. But I also run Google Maps on my phone at the same time because I have two phones and the GPS running at the same time. I like Google I, Maps. I mean, and Apple Maps. Apple Maps just put it like it was past where it was showing me the turn was past where it was. I never have good luck with Apple Maps. It's the worst mapping there is. But OB Travis T says because Snob down. wants the phone preferred by teenage girls nationwide. Is that true? <laughs> well, true. you need to get a different map deal if you still ain't made it home from Wichita yet, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah, you're way off course if you're in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I well, that's you. all right. Sorry turned into Hooters too, so I followed him into Hooters. All right. Man. Oh, I I think maybe this wasn't an accident. I think maybe they just uh-huh. didn't want to they tell did. us they were going to Hooters. They've got good salad. Uh-huh. Hooters shrimp and the Hooters coffee. salad, man. I hear they have good wings, but personally I'm a breast man myself. <laughs> there ain't no way well, I park my big ass truck in here. <laughs> well, the only, place, uh, the only place you go to eat wings, and you prefer to have the breasts and the legs. That's right. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at some articles here, shall we? All right. Well, I'm gonna get off here, Gizzard. Before you do that, I might come back on later, but I'm gonna go find my motel room. Well, okay. Well, be careful. Hopefully, we'll catch up with you a little later. Later, yeah, later. All right. So in the news this week, here's the big news. Taurus released a new pistol. They released the Taurus GX4 Carry Toro. And it says, what's the only thing better than the award-winning GX4? The GX4 Carry which expands the extremely popular 9mm carry pistol lineup to include the features that consumers asked for. The GX4 Carry features the Taurus Optics Ready option, Toro, for mounting optics, Hollow Sun K-Series footprint, and similar. Unlike previous GX4 pistols, the GX4 Carry also features an accessory rail, perfect for mounting weapon-mounted lights. One of the best features of the GX4 carrier is ergonomics, which are enhanced by the three available backstrap options. The grip is designed by shooters for shooters and gives you maximum surface contact area in a small pistol. It also houses the 15-round magazines, making the GX4 carry the capacity equal to much larger and harder-to-conceal pistols. It's time to upgrade your EDC. 
So now, yes, we have a GX4 with a rail, which is new. Three different back straps, 15 round capacity. And so, what's everybody think of this? Are we going to go out and get one right now? Me personally, I mean, it's sweet looking gun. I, you know, I I wouldn't mind having one, but not putting it down any at all. But I just ain't gonna get one for that price. You know, personally. Okay, so the MSRP it says five oh four point nine nine doll hairs. Keep in mind, those are doll hairs. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and so it's not going to go for that many doll hairs when you go to buy one, obviously. Yeah. But still, I mean, it does have the the ability to mount an optic already. It's got the plate and everything. Wow. So uh, you've got the rail, which you didn't have before. A lot of people are going to like that, so they can throw a light on there. Yeah. But... It is a Taurus GX4. A lot of people are a little hesitant about the GX4 because of the recalls. So we're hoping, of course, they've got that stuff uh, taken care of. Uh, Yeah. I mean, for that kind of money, you know, I'd like to see a lot of videos, people running it with an optic on it and not having any problems. Yeah. Then. Yeah, I might consider it, it just, I mean, I like the gun. I think it looks good. I like the grip and everything. You know, I like that deep cut back there, you know, almost more kind of, not quite a beaver tail, but, you know, I like, I like the way it's designed. I think it'd feel comfortable, but yeah. Chris Lang wants to know, is the giveaway worth more with the consecutive numbers? That's going to be a pretty nice giveaway. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I think so. Um, let's see. Woods is out there. He says, isn't Toro a weed whacker? Uh, they do make small implements, but that's not exactly the context it's being used in here. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have... I'm not even sure how to pronounce how that. How you say that? Uh, <laughs> Kinsu. Something like that. Let's try that. Um, let's see. Rick Harris says, that's nice. I have the G3C 9mm, and it has been great, and I would like to have the GX4. Um, I don't own a GX4 snob does um, yeah I'm not sure I'm not in the market for it but I just picked up something this last week and I don't want to talk about it because I don't have any pictures to show you but I did pick I did pick up something this last weekend while I was in Wichita so keep an eye on my Instagrams and on my Facebooks and you'll see a picture of it here in a couple of days I was going to get it out and get a picture of it tonight, and I ran out of time. So I can't even do my own Gorn, let alone, you know, get you guys. <laughs> uh, Chad Kelly says, well, it's that time for me. 
I'll be moving on to dinner time now, work again tomorrow. Well, sorry to hear that, but I'm glad you have work and I'm glad you jumped in. So thanks. Sam, Sam of Anarchy 92 is out there in the chat, by the way. Hopefully I didn't miss anybody else out there, but if I did, wave your hand out there in the audience and I'll call your name. Uh, Rick Harris says, but I still want the new High Point YC9. You got one of those yet, Hillbilly? No, um, I'm really thinking hard about getting one. I just, I just can't quite up made it made up my mind yet. Um, I haven't been anywhere to see one. Well, that's not exactly true. I was in Shields last Saturday. They probably did have one, but I was looking at other things while I was in there. I figured everybody in Trigger Con be gathered around the High Point booth, everybody wanting to see it. Yeah, High Point didn't have a booth at Trigger Con. Now, realize, and I can probably show you some pictures here. Let me get this off the screen for a second. Let me pull up one of my pictures. I got some pictures of the floor. Give you an idea how big it was here. Where's the right picture? Now, I always appreciate all those who support the channel, but I also know that money is tight lately. However, did you know that you can support the channel without it costing you one red cent? That's right. All you have to do is use my Amazon store link when you shop at Amazon. So just go to Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash gizzardgearing without any spaces when you do your Amazon shopping. And when you shop using that link, no matter what you buy during that session, the channel will receive a small commission from your purchases. As always, thank you for your support. Oh, right here. Good night, Chad Kelly. Do what? Oh, he's just saying good night to Chad Kelly. He's oh, yeah. Got it right. So here is a picture. This was basically a small sports arena type thing. Uh, and now the boys have been saying this was a rodeo arena well it is used for that among other things but it's a smaller sports arena this is not the major arena in the city of wichita this is out in the in the suburbs but uh so it basically took up the floor of a sports arena if that'll give you an idea how big the show was so right. not anywhere near the size of like wanamaker or nram or shot show or any of those things I've been in that arena before. You've been in this one? Yeah. Because this was in Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas. Oh. I think the one in Wichita, I guess. I'm sorry. I went to ball games, and it looks a lot like that arena. I thought it was the same one. I'm sorry. Uh, How long ago was it? Oh, man, a couple, a few years ago. Going to say there used to be another arena about a mile away that was called the Kansas Coliseum, 
Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Well, the building's oh, still gone? there, but they've changed it into they repurposed the building into something else. So, oh. yeah, the Kansas Coliseum no longer exists as it was. But this is very similar. It's not quite got the seating that the Kansas Coliseum had, but it's a nice little place. But yeah, there's kind of an idea. I could turn that sound off so you don't kind of give you a pan of the. Yeah, that's nice though. The show floor. And there were also vendors up here on the top concourse too. That's where there was a knife booth over here. And oh, the GOA, NRA, US Law Shield, and everybody was up there. Nice. Did you pick up a cicada while you was there? I seen their booth. <clears throat> Went by their booth. <laughs> if you look real carefully, you'll see the gun snub and obnoxious one are walking. I didn't oh, realize I that until <laughs> after I'd done this. But they have security with them right there. Yeah, they had their security <laughs> with them at all times. Actually, that's Fit and Fire. If you know Fit and Fire, yeah, that's him. So uh, that's kind of an idea what the show looked like. It was not what you'd call a huge show, but it was a nice show. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, they had everybody packed in there pretty good. Uh, and then, like I say, the range day was really awesome. Uh, it's definitely bigger than it was last year. Chris said, wow, I thought it would have been a bigger venue from all the names that were there. Yeah, they had them crammed in. Hopefully they'll have a bigger turnout and they can command the big convention center in town. I mean, there's no use of them renting a big convention center if you're only going to fill it up, you know, a quarter of the way or half the way. Yeah. So I think from an economic standpoint, that made sense. So, uh Anyway, pretty decent crowd there, I thought. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, let me see. I think I have at least one more article we can talk about here. So uh, let's let me read a little bit. And then, well. Oh. Yes, Obi's not here to ask, but I am indeed new at this. So <laughs> I'll do it for him. So uh, the article says people celebrating Connecticut's new gun law should hold up a sec. Ron Wayne is out there in the audience, by the way. Hello, Ron. And the article says the state of Connecticut being supportive of gun laws is hardly a shocking revelation to anyone. New England isn't exactly the kind of place that would allow themselves the means to shoot at a tyrannical government seeking to confiscate arms these days, despite their early history. Once, but not anymore. While much of the media attention has been focused on California's new gun control measures, Connecticut has passed some pretty extensive measures of its own, and a lot of people are pretty happy as they go into effect. 
Proponents of Connecticut's wide-ranging new gun control law gathered Thursday at the state capitol building to celebrate the policy just days before provisions, including new safe storage requirements and a ban on open carry take effect on Sunday. Governor Ned Lamont, legislative leaders, and gun violence prevention advocates hosted a morning press conference under the Capitol's south-facing portico to tap the law's expected impact on gun violence in Connecticut. It is making a difference, Lamont said, of the state's gun safety policies. We have one of the lowest gun violent rates in the country, and I get no great comfort from that because we still have so far to go. Lamont signed the new policy into law after the state legislature's Democratic majority passed the sprawling bill with support from a handful of Republican legislators. Among the provisions taking effect Sunday is a new ban on openly carrying a gun with the intent to display it in public, an extension of existing safe storage requirements to all Connecticut gun owners, and a three-gun cap on handgun purchases for most consumers. That cap is per month, for the record. It's handgun rationing as we've seen it in numerous other states. And it's never done a damn thing to curb violent crime in those states either, nor have mandatory storage requirements for that matter. It should be also noted that criminals don't open carry. No, that part is designed to impact law-abiding gun owners who may opt to carry openly in order to help advance gun rights. Yet it's presented as a gun safety measure, a gun law meant to prevent violent crime when it's nothing of the sort. It's a way to potentially hamstring ideological opponents. None of those measures will make anyone in Connecticut safer. Gun laws never do. Yet this part might. Other new provisions will make it easier for state courts to revoke bail and probation from repeat gun offenders accused of committing another crime. I'm not a fan of focusing on gun offenders, but the idea of cracking down on repeat offenders is a solid one. It should be expanded to any kind of violent offender. As I've often said, you don't feel any better about your loved one being stabbed to death instead of shot. But focusing on people who are actually breaking the law is a novel approach for an anti-gun state. My prediction, though, is that none of the gun laws going into effect will have any appreciable impact on violent crime in the state in the least. That last bit, though, might. Yet, guest laws will be touted as the difference makers. It won't be cracking down on criminals, that's for sure. All right, so thoughts on that? Hang on, it says the also down there, moms demand this arm this armament of DoorDash. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, a video out there. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about those Connecticut gun laws? Oh man, I <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, I don't think none of these places have like common sense gun laws. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to try to sound like a jerk about it, but you know, some there's there's some points where you just got to have common sense in life, you know, and. When, you know, some of these, like, places, you know, they're all worried about this and that, but they don't do anything to the criminals that are arrested. 
I mean, I don't know if Connecticut's that way, but I mean, there's a lot of states that are, and um, you know, man, <laughs> it just don't make a lot of sense sometimes. Okay, so uh, Moo, are you are you back with us? Yeah, but I just <clears throat> I just missed the last two minutes. I sneezed like twenty times in a row. So uh, whatever it is, uh, gun laws are unconstitutional. So that's my opinion. <laughs> well, I'll accept that. Uh, I don't. But I don't my, think everybody I, wants me to go back and read all that mess. But we're no, just no. talking about Connecticut infringing on people's rights to keep and bear arms. So. Oh well, then screw those people. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Lang says we don't need gun safety; we need gang reduction. Well, that wouldn't hurt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Travis T says if you're too dangerous to own a gun, you should be in prison. That's a fact. Exactly. Uh, Rick Harris says I'd rather be shot than stabbed. Uh, guns and barbecue is out there. Uh, Duffer426 says, has nothing to do with criminals. And Rick Harris says, there is no such thing as common sense when it comes to liberals. Boy, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, going back yeah. to Rick's statement about rather be shot than stabbed, I, you know, I agree with that. Being, uh, you know, hit with a knife terrifies me. Well, what that's in reference to is one of the things that Connecticut passed is a law that increases punishment on repeat offenders who commit crimes with weapons. And the writer of the article said, I think that's a that's a positive one of the only positive aspects of this bill. However, why would they just concentrate on people with guns that all violent offenders should have stricter punishments because it doesn't feel any better to have a loved one stabbed to death versus being shot. So that's what that's in reference to. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Give you a little bit of background filler since you were busy coughing up a lung back there. So (laughs) yeah, I sure wish I had an article on this mom's demand disarmament of DoorDash drivers. I'm kind of scared to death to watch a video because of copyright issues. However, let's go back to bearing arms. I guess we're going to have to bear an advertisement from Blackout Coffee here. Uh, Okay, so we just, let's see. We talked about Connecticut's new gun laws. Any of these other stories we want to take a look at here? Anybody got any votes on that? How about we take a look at this one? Five simple policy suggestions for lawmakers in Second Amendment-friendly states. Did you put that blackout coffee ad on there? I did not. Don't you you, uh, have a link to blackout coffee? I do have a link to blackout coffee. And just since you brought it up, yeah, if you are interested in some uh, fresh roasted coffee delivered straight to your door, go to blackoutcoffee.com and use... The code Gizzard Gary. Uh, support the channel and you get a little bit off in your first order. So, uh, just a little bit of a plug, and that's all uh, Hillbilly Up's fault if anybody doesn't like it. So, 
We have an article here, Five Simple Policy Suggestions for Lawmakers in Second Amendment-Friendly States. And it says, at Bearing Arms, we have covered the post-Bruin tantrums in detail. The backlash is real, and in states like New York, gun owners are worse off now than they were before Bruin. The goal of these tantrum laws is not to reduce crime or violence, but to impede lawful gun ownership. Of course it is. What else explains imposing burdensome fees and training requirements, mandatory registration, licensing, etc., none of which criminals will ever obey, and then barring lawful permit holders from carrying almost everywhere by creating a massive list of sensitive places? Vanessa Kitty's out there. SS Pawn is in the audience. Hi, Stan. All right. Long time no see for Stan. So going on, states with pro-Second Amendment majorities need to counter this by enacting policies to remove impediments to lawful gun ownership. Here are some policy suggestions that will help move the ball in the right direction. Number one, repeal all carry permit fees. I got a comment about that here in a second. The right to keep and bear arms is a right. Creating permits around it is an infringement. Just yesterday, I wrote about how poor people are burdened with fees in Michigan and New York. Permitless carry is the way forward, as the majority of states have done already. However, permitless carry states are still issuing permits, partly to help their citizens traveling to other states, my state included. Those states need to zero out any and all fees for concealed carry permits, period. Of course, it costs money to run a permit program. That money should not come out of applicants' pockets. It should come out of the state's general fund instead. This idea is not new. Indiana and South Dakota have already zeroed out the fees to apply for a carry permit. The remaining permitless carry states need to follow their lead and change how they pay for the program. And uh, I just want to add, I renewed my Kansas concealed carry permit yesterday. And... uh, Went and got my picture taken, and they said, okay, we're all done. I said, how much do I owe you? And they said, nothing, it's free. So, yeah, other than the, I think I did have to pay a $16 fee when they did the background check on me, but the actual license part of it was free. So I'm good for another four years. Okay. Going on, number two, integrate carry permit applications and issuance at the DMV. Okay, full disclosure, I'm repeating an idea I heard from attorney Mark Smith at the Four Boxes Diner YouTube channel. Local DMV offices are well positioned to process carry permit applications. They have cameras, computers, desks, paper forms, pens, etc., and employees who know how to process driver's license applications. Processing carry permit applications is well within DMV employees' abilities. States with pro-Second Amendment majority should add carry permit applications to the portfolio of services offered by their DMV offices and advertise the new service loudly and proudly. Not a bad idea. No, I like uh, that. What do you think? Yeah, you can jump in anytime. Agree or disagree. I don't yeah, care. I, I like that one. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm here. I I can get my carry permit. You know, nice. Yeah, I got an even better idea. Let's put them both on the same. Let's put them both on the same thing. Uh, Stan wants to know, Gary, you going to Tulsa in November? I'm planning to go. That would be a yes, sir. I will be there, so I will see you there. 
All right, number three, repeal all gun, ammo, and accessory sales taxes. <clears throat> John Marshall, the fourth chief justice of the Supreme Court, said the power to tax is power to destroy. California recently tacked on a punitive sin tax for the, pur- for the purchase of guns and ammunition. Their goal is to make it costlier to exercise the right to keep and bear arms. The counter to that is to repeal any and all state and local sales taxes or make a carve-out from the general sales tax on the purchase of guns, ammunition, and accessories ranging from optics to holsters to gun safes. Make it more affordable for citizens to exercise their right to keep and bear arms. I like that. Somebody just... Yeah, not like uh, just like double them, double the taxes. Who did, who just did that? California? <clears throat> Guns and Barbecue is on the panel. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for the invite. You bet. So just to recap so far, let's see. We've had suggestions here to repeal all carry permit. We're talking about policy suggestions for lawmakers in Second Amendment friendly states. And first idea was to repeal all carry permit fees. We think that's a good idea. Uh, Integrate carry permit applications and issuance at the DMV, another great idea. And the third one we just talked about here is repeal all gun, ammo, and accessory sales taxes. I think that's a great idea. So are we throwing out our own ideas right now or just going through well, the list that is let me provided get, at the moment? There's two more on this list, and then okay. we can throw some new ones out if you want to. I just so far I think they they're on the right they're on the right track with this. Indeed. All right. Number four says subsidize and promote training programs. Recently, Joe Biden's Department of Education eliminated funding for hunting and archery programs in schools. I'm not a fan of government involvement in education, but if the goal of anti-Second Amendment states is to undermine gun ownership, I don't see why pro-Second Amendment states can't promote gun ownership. I have written about this before, so I won't go into too much detail, but the idea is to introduce firearms training in K-12 boldly and without any apology or shyness. Comprehensive sex education doesn't turn girls into prostitutes, and comprehensive firearms education won't turn boys into violent criminals either. Uh, that's quite an analogy, but he's right. right. Exactly. Uh, I could go along with that. Yeah. I could go along with that. Let's see what number five is. Okay, pass firearms industry liability protections and non-discrimination laws. Okay, after the Brady-sponsored lawsuit against Lucky Gunner failed... Colorado, under Libertarian Democrat Governor Jared Polis, watered down protections for the firearms industry against junk lawsuits. The gun controllers want to enable lawfare against the firearms industry. Pro-Second Amendment states need to pass laws to make it harder to bankrupt or harass the firearms industry for the criminal misuse of their products. Some states are considering this, but a lot more needs to be done. The other industry protection that needs to happen soon is non-discrimination laws against the industry. Just this week, we learned about how Intuit, under pressure from J.P. Morgan, denied payroll services to the firearms industry. This is simply unacceptable, and the bad private sector actors who play these games must face consequences. States like Texas have already done this, and also punished banks that tried to deny financial services to the industry. 
there are many more states that need to pass these laws. Boy, that's a fact. And he says, there is one last item I would like to mention, and this is a past suggestion I made to activists to add strict scrutiny amendments to your state constitutions when it comes to evaluating gun control laws. The Second Amendment alone is not going to be enough, nor will the Heller, McDonald, Caetano, and the Bruin decisions combined. Additional fortifications are needed at the state level. I hope this list of suggestions is helpful in pushing back against states like California and New York and creating a lasting pro-Second Amendment majority in the country. All right. So there's five, six good suggestions there. Thoughts? Uh, Guns Barbecue said he might have one or two of his own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the majority of those. Uh, something I'd like to see, you know, if it's truly a Second Amendment friendly state, uh, in addition to those things mentioned, just offer reciprocity to every state. No questions asked. If you've got a carry permit from your state, boom you uh or i shouldn't even say from your state because there's some people that go and get like the you know utah permit um as long as you've got a lawful carry permit you know issued by a state um you know if you if if your state's truly uh 2a then you know offer uh reciprocity for all 50 states now, the only pushback you'd get on that, in my opinion, I want to say hi to uh, Abby Finnegan, by the way. Also, uh, CNT Designs and Arms Coop is out there. Uh, Hipparchus is also out there in the chat. Um, one of the reasons I think that some states do have a, a list of states they have reciprocity with is because they want to encourage other states to allow their permits. So they only allow permits from those states. So, but you're saying, forget that. You don't care whether or not they res- they reciprocate. You know what reciprocate. I mean? Reciprocate. Yep. There's the word. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. With, the, with them on their laws, just go ahead and open it up. I don't yeah, care if your state allows you to carry or not. You can carry here. A lot of that's backdoor minutia. And, you know, it's a bunch of BS, you know, one year you could have reciprocity, then, uh, you know, like Virginia, uh, when Virginia went way blue and all of a sudden, you know, they were getting some really out of hand anti-gun laws. Um, Pennsylvania used to have reciprocity with Virginia and, Last I knew, we no longer do because of those things, because Virginia was like, oh, yeah, we're not going to recognize yours anymore. And so then uh, vice versa, Pennsylvania said, oh, well, we're not going to recognize yours either then. And it turns into, uh, you know, just a two-year-old tantrum, you know, oh, well, if you're not going to play nice, I'm not going to play nice either. It's a bunch of crap. Um, And case in point, Ohio is one of very few states, if not the only one that I know of that actually said, you know what, we're not going to play that game. And that, you know, if your state says, Hey, you you know, here's a concealed carry permit, 
are going to recognize it. And they offer, uh, last I knew, uh, reciprocity to all 50 states. And uh, I think I agree with you from the standpoint of if what you're trying to do with your laws in your state is to allow people to protect themselves, it shouldn't matter whether the state you're from recognizes your carry permits or not, because then you're just trying to play a game with your with your laws. But in this case, what you're saying is we want you to be protected in our state. So we don't care what your state laws say. If if you're allowed to own a weapon, you can carry it in our state. Uh, to me, that's that sounds like a sound thing to say. What what the rest of you think about that? Or did I put Moo and Hillbilly to sleep? I may have. Uh, no, it's probably me. Uh, I I kind of rambled there. Getting did my you point hurt across. my other two panelists? I probably did. <laughs> No, I just, I mean, I've had my carry permit since 99 and it just, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking about, so I got to pay for and go through the rigmarole of exercising my, my own rights. Mm-hmm. And so to have, you know, one state compared to the other going, oh, well, we don't recognize that, even though you've already been vetted through that system, right? You know, it just—it's just—it's just a bunch of BS. I think it's—I don't, you know, it just irritates me. So, yeah, I mean, Bill, Billy, do you have something to add on that? Yeah, I mean, it—it's all about the money, fellers. I mean, well, sure it is. So, what other amendment do we get to enjoy that we have to pay for? Exactly, you know, we have freedom of speech. But if you want to tell somebody off, you have to go buy a two hundred dollar tax tax. <laughs> and and wait a year. No, no, you don't. Well, I mean, you could say what other amendment do you have to pay for? But in a sense, money? I mean, even your first, but your first amendment you have to pay for. You know, um, just go and try and assemble on your state capital without a permit or something. See what happens. You know. You, you're cutting out really bad, dude. I can't understand. Oh, Emma? Hmm. I heard him just fine. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's coming through okay here. Oh, okay. Here you guys. Hmm. This, uh, but, yeah, Hillbilly, what I said was, um, you know, get a large group of people and go gather on, on your state capital steps and see what happens. You know, they, they require permits for those things. I mean, heck, go do it. Um, you know, in front of your city building, uh, down in front of city hall or something, a lot of times, you know, that they're, they're going to require some sort of permitting fee. Um, now are you supposed to be able to address your grievances and all that fun jazz? Yep. Um, but if you want to do that as a group and things like that, uh, you know, there's a permitting fee and, you know, a process to go through there still. Okay, I only heard part of what you are saying, but something about go my state capital. Um, why said, should I have he, to? It's my it's my Second Amendment, you know. Right. And, He's basically you know, saying if you go in front of the state capital and try to, you know, uh, state your grievances, they're going to ask for a, you know uh, a permit. You know, ask you to buy a <laughs> permit. You know, yeah. so you got to have a permit to state your 
case. That's kind of what he <laughs> yeah, was I didn't saying. Even think about that. But anyway, most of it's all about money. I mean, so you know, you have to pay an instructor, you know, to take your course uh, in most place, most all places, I'm sure, uh, for your um, your concealed and carry, which I understand is the instructor's instructor's time and all that. I I totally agree with that. But then it's the constant, you know, updating your permit, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all about money, you know. And, I mean, you know, you just, it's always about money with the government and states. That's all. It's always about the money, guys. Okay. I want to take the time. Chris Lang in the chat says, doing great tomorrow. I'll be 52, feeling strong. So early. Happy birthday to Chris Lang. Happy birthday. Uh, I want to go back and see some of the comments here, so I'm going to have to go back a ways. Let's see. After you do that, you said I got another uh, proposal that I have in mind if it doesn't get set up in the comments already. Let's see. Chris Lang says, carry permit should come standard when renewing a driver's license. Well, there you go. Uh, Travis T says, my carry license needs to be honored anywhere my driver's license is. Another good idea. Uh, Hipparchus says, reciprocity would be nice. Michael Dunn says, I thought it's odd when I found out the local post office could help with getting a passport. Yeah, they can. Uh, chessboard says national concealed carry, no fees. Well, obviously. Um, Abby says repeal carry permits. Carrying weapons is your right. Don't ask permission from the government to exercise your inherent right as a human being to self-preservation by any means. She's got a point. Uh, Travis T says, excuse me, sir. Have you paid your fee and taken a proficiency test before exercising your right to vote? No. You're under arrest for voting without a license. Sounds dumb, huh? Same thing. Exactly. Uh, got a point. Uh, Wood says the DMV thing worries me. More government involvement sounds bad. Another database, possibly searchable. Yeah. Uh, Travis T says, Abigail, stop. You're getting me excited and I'm married. <laughs> 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 oh, let's see. Uh, Abby says, Travis, that was actually a thing in the South over 50 years ago. Okay. Uh, let's see. Chessboard says, Travis T, you need a license to eat, fish, or hunt. Hmm? Abby says, carry permits or just pull taxes under a different name. Yep. Uh, okay. So, uh, okay, real quick. Guns and, whoops. Hold on. I've got a couple more. My chat's stuck here. My apologies. Uh, Coop says, these anti-gun state legislatures will continue to play games with the 2A because they know that a lot of federal judges will uphold unconstitutional laws. Yep. Abby says, print a frame or receiver, get parts kits, get a holster and a belt, and just carry. Cut out the middleman. Uh, Second Amendment or not, self-defense is a natural right, regardless of where you live. Travis T. says, I should be allowed to do what I want, as long as I don't intrude on someone else's rights. Uh, Ron Wayne says, money seems to be the driving, or seems like the driving force behind a lot of this nonsense. 
And Abby says, money and power. That's why Diane Frankenstein stayed in government till she croaked. Wow. Uh, Coop that made me laugh. So. Yeah, Coop says having to have a permit in some places to speak is unconstitutional, but it is a time and place restriction, not a ban, and you don't have to go through a background check to speak. Well, that's fair. Uh, Wood says not have a requirement of a class or a test. Even Washington State, Canada, South doesn't have a test. Never had one. Uh, Chessboard says Florida is one of the few states that will recognize a DD-214 in place of a course. All states, this should be available. And Rick Harris says, I believe you should be able to hunt with whatever you want to on private land. All very fair. Okay, Guns and Barbecue, you had something else to add here real quick. So a couple things. One, um, whether it's done through the DMV or your local sheriff, if you go and get a concealed carry permit it's in a database it's searchable um that's why when you get pulled over or anything like that uh they already know if you've got a concealed carry and uh you know the state trooper the sheriff's deputy or the local yokel whatever you know is stopping you uh might come up and say hey do you have any weapons in the vehicle you know they might even throw in the fact that see that you have a concealed carry license um the idea of linking a uh, concealed carry license with a driver's license automatically, I think is a terrible idea because, well, if for some reason you were to do something that violated the law where you lost your driver's license, that just means that you automatically lose your concealed carry license because they're linked. And the thing is, let's say you just drove without insurance, but that causes you to lose your driver's license. Well, now you just lost your concealed carry license for driving without insurance, which would not be a prohibiting offense for uh, having a concealed carry license. So that would just be terrible. But anyways, yeah. my my other suggestion um, would be, uh, you know, because there's states that want to cling to uh, their concealed carry permitting uh, schemes, and they just don't want to get rid of them. Uh, so if a state truly is two way, then if they just want to hold on to their concealed carry permitting schemes to the bitter end, then they need to offer uh permitless open carry. Well, I think that's, uh, we have permit. We, it, it don't cost nothing to carry in Missouri. Only if you want to get your concealed. Right. Which, you cannot. Yeah, here in PA. You cannot get. You cannot get in trouble for concealing a weapon anyhow. So the law and the money is useless. What and about when you get in your vehicle? It don't matter. No. <clears throat> no. Are you okay. sure about that? Because one hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Nice. I, mean, I live here. I know the laws. So I'm yep. just asking because yeah. I, I'm. I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. I'm asking because <laughs> yeah, no, appreciate that. But ninety nine percent of the states tried to push as soon as you get in your. Vehicle is considered concealed. Concealed, they needed the permit and all that, and so all the money and everything they collected and all that, it was just a ruse that you didn't have to have it. So everybody did that, um, did it anyhow. I mean, they did it thinking they were doing the right thing, but you don't have to have it. And then now, you know, every time a policeman runs your license plate, they do know that you have a carrying seal. 
And this is where we ask all of our panelists what they learned tonight and what they want to promote. And since Guns of Barbecue is just talking, I'll let him go first. What did you learn, Guns of Barbecue? Oh, I learned that um, you had an amazing time at TriggerCon. And I'm glad that uh, it was an amazing time for you and that you were able to uh, get away, let loose, and uh, just, you know, kick back, relax, and get away from uh, the rigors of life. So, Oh, yeah, it was a fun time. All right. What have you got coming up? whole lot of nothing. Um, actually, let's say just got uh, – 44 mag off of layaway today so probably try and get some photos taken of that uh in the coming days uh so probably put something on the 1791 photo instagram page of that um maybe uh yeah that's about it and say just reworking the office right now uh it's kind of under construction so yeah Nothing, nothing uh, content-wise, really. Thank you for the invite, as always, Gizzard. Okie doke. Thanks for being here. Uh, let's go. Let's go counterclockwise. Let's go with uh, Hillbilly Up. What did you learn this evening, sir? Oh man, I learned all kinds of stuff. I can't remember a lot of it, but I learned a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, well, you got a show coming up here, right? Yeah. Well, I learned it. Man, you got a lot of great stuff from Trigger Con. Trigger Con. I mean, that giveaway night was awesome, brother. Um, and as always, thank you for having me on. Um, you bet. Great show. Awesome side chat. And yeah, we have uh, Guns, Beer, and Therapy tomorrow night. 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. And um, so if you ain't doing nothing, come over and visit with us and hopefully we'll have a good time we try to always do that um got several videos pretty much being released every day every other day uh been kind of doing a series um i don't know how far i'll go on it but it just depends on if people like it uh kind of trying to reach like new shooters or maybe uh you know be beginner shooters uh doing some filming uh from my point of view and uh starting out like with 22 you know rifles uh and working our way on up and so if people enjoy this and want to see it you know we'll do that then we'll do uh some pistols and then we'll go to some shotguns and so been working on that, getting some of those videos out, plus just some my regular content. And so, anyway, I sure appreciate you all very much. All right. Well, thanks for being here. And then, last but not least, let's go to Two Live Moo. Sir, what did wow. you learn? Hey, thanks, Gizzard. And good to see you, Hillbilly, and Guns of Barbecue. Had a good chat tonight. Uh, I learned that Guns of Barbecue, after he takes pictures of his new 44 Magnum, he's sending that over to Gunpowder Beauty. And uh, <clears throat> I, I also learned that uh, uh, Ron Wayne, with his red rider engraved with the stock, dude, I'm just like, I'm still thinking about that gun. That's crazy. That's cool. 
Yeah, isn't and, that uh, nice? Yeah, and the other thing I learned is uh, Gary bought a new firearm and waiting to check that out on his uh, Instagram here, hopefully dropping yeah. shortly. Yeah, that should be in the next day or so. I just haven't well, gotten around to take a picture, but uh, he give you something to look forward to. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for the invite, and uh, thanks everybody out in the chat, and everybody have a, a, a great weekend. All right, well, thanks for being here. Let me go ahead and get this graphic off the screen because I want to uh, <clears throat> I want to thank everybody for watching tonight. We had a great show, I think, anyway. Uh, hopefully the balance of our panels will be back next week. But thanks to everyone who watched out there on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, or watching in the replay on any of the various platforms I'm on, or even listening on the podcast the audio podcast i thank you for being here and being part of this show thanks to everybody for making comments and sending in <clears throat> pictures of the, their gorn and stuff like that very cool travis t says a freaking red writer stole the show nicely done yeah nicely nicely done thank you for that so thanks everybody for watching thanks to all of my panelists tonight for a great show and of course Thanks to all of my supporters, my channel supporters out on YouTube.com for their support of the channel. I surely appreciate it. We'll be back next Friday for Foul Territory 235. And as always, that's Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Time. So be sure and come back in and visit with us next week. Everybody have a safe and pleasant weekend. If there's any live streams or shows, be sure to check them out if you can. Uh, and as always, you know, hit that uh, thumbs up button, like, share, subscribe, and comment for all the people you watch out there. And share those, uh, share those streams, share those videos, and help everybody get all the views they can. I appreciate everything you do out there. So on behalf of of my panel, I would like to remind everybody that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, give them the bird. So this is Gizzard Gary, and I want to say thanks for watching, and I'm going to give my panel one last chance to shout out before I hit the closing credits. So here we go. See y'all. Shut up, man, bunched. <laughs> See you on the range. Thanks, everybody. All right, folks. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Foul Territory is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions and is streamed live every Friday at 9 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch and released as an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, and Podchaser. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com.